This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Brought to you by The Lounge with Caesar Sports at Turning Stone Resort Casino. Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 games this year. Okay? Not 10. DeVito, pop pass, end zone, touchdown, and the ball game. DeVito, in relief, wins it for the Orange. They don't know about the Kumbaya meetings we had this week. Swing in the mix. It is over. The Boston Red Sox, baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. The Bills make me want to Josh Allen, touchdown Buffalo. A 14-yard quarterback draw. Somebody in Vegas told them they were going to win by 20. And the celebration begins. This is on the block. Right, you know, there's validity in that opinion. Here on ESPN Radio, 97.7. 100.1 ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. Heard on 96.5 FM. Heard wherever you are, whatever you're doing. On the ESPN app, take us with you. Take us to Lights on the Lake. Take us around town. Take us places. Take us Christmas shopping. Take us Thanksgiving shopping while you're fighting off the crowds. Wear your helmet, kids. At Wegmans this weekend in the pre-Thanksgiving shopping adventures, we help you through all those situations. On the ESPN app, you can take us with you wherever you go. You can watch the show. Hello, everybody, in Twitch land, twitch.tv slash QSportsTalk, where not only you can see the show, you can see what happens during commercial breaks. You can participate in the live chat that's going on throughout the program, react to things we're doing on the air, react to things that our guests are saying, and exclusive commercial content when the mics go off on the radio sometimes we keep the mics on during commercial breaks and you get your own show within the show so twitch.tv slash q sports talk to participate that way oh i love thursdays here we go kids you ready thanks Brent. that's one reason why i like thursdays dino babers the head coach 15 minutes right here presented by our friends at charles heating air conditioning Plumbing and Electrical and CNYRealtor.com. And then in the 520 slot of the program, Jim Beheim. It's head coach Thursday on the block. Looking forward to both of those gentlemen joining the program. No fireworks this week between Beheim and I. Just, just basketball this week. Yeah, I know. It's it's disappointing. I passed the test this week, I guess. But I'm, I'm sure throughout our weekly chats throughout the season, Jim will find some issue with something else I've said. Right, But this week, uh, we taught basketball. I know. How about that? So we will get into that coming up. Coach Babers previews Louisville and so much more. Looking forward to hearing from you today at 437-7644. Brent Dax Media on Twitter. The text line always there for you to spout off those hot takes at us. That's hot. At 288-0644. Lots of things happening, and we'd love to hear from you on all of it. We will uh, discuss Syracuse football And previewing that matchup beyond our conversation with the coach, we will certainly get into Syracuse hoops momentarily here. What Miles Garrett is saying now that I hope he is being very careful about because it's a bell you cannot unring when you accuse somebody of what he's accusing. We didn't really dig into this on the show yesterday. We did 
uh, mention it a bit on the show yesterday, but I've had time to kind of think about it, look at it more, get more information on it, and boy, just the NCAA does not know how to stop digging itself a hole. It's incredible with the ruling on the James Wiseman situation. So we will get into that. Go on the blind side as we do every day on the block, presented by Burdick Toyota, and so much more. But I am going to start with not an apology, but an admission of being wrong. You were wrong, right? Where's that Bayheim clip from last week? You're wrong, and the evil cackle that went with it. Well, I was wrong. I was wrong on this radio show yesterday. It is something that I will not say again about this basketball team, at the very least this season. Oh, Brent, what was that? Well, we forgot to adhere to the great advice that Han Solo once gave us, kids. And that advice was this. That's great, kid. Now don't get cocky. We came on this show yesterday. We looked at the matchup with Cornell. We saw a one and three basketball team. Certainly looking forward to Bayheim Bowl 3.0. And Jimmy Bayheim had dad nervous for a while that maybe Cornell was going to win their first game against Syracuse in 40 years. And Jimmy Bayheim was carving up the zone. He's hitting from the inside, from the outside, having a great game. Frankly, that game at times was one only a mother could love because the shots weren't falling for a good stretch of it, but the happiest person in the building had to be Julie Beheim, right? Not only because yet another event where her two sons are playing, her husband is coaching, but it's the best of both worlds. One team wins, but even the son who lost had an amazing game. Was the best player on the floor, arguably, last night. Jimmy Beheim on Jim Beheim court, 25 points, great game, memories to last a lifetime. And some interesting Thanksgiving conversation coming up, I'm sure. That was awesome, and we love to see it. Now, all that being said, Uncle Brent came on the show yesterday, looked at the point spread, looked at the matchup, looked at how Joe Girard played against Seattle, and kind of puffed out his chest a little bit. Said, oh, this is an easy game. This is a game that Syracuse will cover the point spread. This is a game that Syracuse will come out and just have one of those easy non-conference run-of-the-mill, ho-hum, essentially a practice game. I will never say that again about this team, at least this season. Because, as Han Solo once said, that's great, kid. Don't get cocky. What we found out last night and what I totally overlooked going into that game was that matchup zone that Cornell plays that Syracuse struggled with a year ago and took a long time to adjust to last night. They started off hot what, four of six from three-point range, and you're thinking to yourself, all right, here we go. But then they missed their last eight three-pointers going into halftime. In the second half, they started going inside more, as we'll get to here throughout the course of the program and discuss this, but Quincy Guerrier for the second straight game gave us a flash of what kind of player he could be. Elijah Hughes had to overcome what he was a little discomfort. They were treating it kind of a something on his side and went and saw Brad Pike for a while, but was fine. Came back in the game, dropped 22, something that Elijah Hughes is doing. Not entirely unexpected, but is a pleasant uh, plot twist, if you will, in how many assists he's had at this point. So they did recover. They did win by a score that if you didn't watch the game, you'd look and say, that sounds about right. But if you did watch the game, you'd know that at one point, Jimmy Beheim hits two free throws. And Syracuse is 
leading by a mere score of 44 to 41 with 9.56 to go. At times, now Syracuse led for 37 minutes of game time, but there were times when he looked up and Cornell had the lead. This is not a team that has earned that puff out your chest, flex your muscle, they're just going to run over a team type of mentality against anybody. Now, Beheim says this a lot this time of the year, but when it applies to this team, it is spot on. We've got a lot of work to do, and hopefully, uh, you know, this is what this time period is. We're far from anywhere close to a finished product. Uh, the disappointing thing to me is I think when we had the eight-point lead, we had pretty, we had absolute control of the game, and we made a couple substitutions. Those guys were minus eight. You know, we can't have that. You can't go to your bench, and you don't necessarily have to go up another eight, but you can't go minus eight in that situation. And, uh, you know, that's just not going to get it done. Maybe we'll be playing five guys. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But... We're going to have to. Uh, we got a long ways to go. I think it's uh, it's been obvious to me bef- long before now, but um, this team was very young. They're going to get better. We're going to keep working on it, and uh, you know we'll, we'll get there eventually. Sage words from the head coach there. Words that I should have remembered before last night's game. Not a word of that fifty-eight second soundbite we just played to you was coach speak. That is true. This team is too young, has not earned the reputation that most Syracuse teams would get in these games. And now you got to throw in some of the things that have just been ever-present in recent years, that your opponents are better. Cornell is still a team I think is going to have a rough go of it, considering what their schedule is coming up, that they lost Matt Morgan. and just It's a different team than what we've seen in recent years, but a team that can challenge Syracuse for a number of reasons, as we saw last night. Bucknell, yeah, they're two and three, but they've made a lot of NCAA tournament runs lately. They know how to do things against big teams. They're not going to be afraid of Syracuse. Just go down the schedule. The non-conference slate is better, not only by to adhere to what the NCAA tournament selection committee gods want you to adhere to in terms of RPI and strength of schedule and quad rankings and all this nonsense we got to wade through to figure out who's in and out of the tournament, but just there's better teams on the slate. Some of the teams that usually get on the non-conference slate. Finding better players. Beheim's been telling you for years. There's just better players all over college basketball. And some Syracuse fans are listening to this and they're saying, ah, you're making excuses. Stop it. They're Syracuse. This should never happen. And you can feel that way, but it is not 1996 anymore. Now, I would feel a lot differently about this if this was a team loaded with seniors, loaded with experienced, talented, two or three NBA talents just waiting in the wings, ready to go. If this, That's just not the makeup of this team. This team is too young, too raw. They certainly have a lot of potential. They have a lot of talent. They have a lot of upside and all those fancy words that you use to describe what this team could be. And Jim even said it in there. He thinks eventually this team's going to be good. But right now, you cannot come out. I mean, Vegas is Vegas. They're going to put point spreads on things because they want your money. You got to ignore that from now on. 20 point favorite. This team doesn't deserve to be a 20 point favorite over anybody. And that's not a knock. It's just who they are. So that is my fault. That is something I will not do for the rest of this season unless they can consistently send the message that maybe we can say that about that because there is talent on this team. Now, on to 
non-Bayhi matters from last night. I mentioned Elijah Hughes and how he is starting. We'll talk to Coach Bayheim about this, but how he is starting to really add in the assists to his mark, playing that guard role, knowing that that guard spot is still a work in progress. Joe Girard III didn't have a great offensive night last night, but still contributed in other ways. But now that we know that Jalen Carey is out with a thumb injury that will likely lead to a medical redshirt, which, you know, is certainly not going to... It's a great move because it saves a year of eligibility for him. And, I mean, I don't think the speculation is going to die down at all that he might consider transferring. But at least we now know there was a reason for... At least part of the reason why he was struggling. But as much as Gerard took over that position, good, Bryson Goodine still your backup. And he showed some flashes, but still has a, a long way to go on the defensive end. Howard Washington Jr. is waiting there to help you, a veteran presence, but he's working his way back in there, and I think will be used selectively. I think Bayheim even mentioned last night that he'll play on Saturday against Bucknell, and this is a team that has guard depth, doesn't have the experience needed here, and here's what Bayheim said about it. We still have four guards, so I'm not too worried. We had too many guards, and now we have four. And Elijah can swing back there. We use him as a guard now, even. Uh, the last two plays, he made the three and the drive for a three-point play. So he's good when he has the ball at the top. So we'll, we would use that. We use that anyway, but we could use that more. We've got to get Bryson comfortable. He's tight, just really tight out there. And I think Howard will get an opportunity to play the next game. So we've got plenty of guards. And Bayheim also hinted that, uh, not a guard, but uh, Bob Braswell might get an opportunity to get out there as well. So this is still a work in progress. I think we can see the potential. We can see this team at his best. We didn't even get into Quincy, which I'll get into later, about what kind of player he can be. But we got a flash of it last night, and that is drive to the lane, get to the free-throw line, be aggressive. And if they leave you open with that three and don't respect you there, he can hit that shot. So the takeaway from last night is don't get cocky. This team is in no way near the level where we can do that. But they can still find the right mixture to turn it on and win games when they need to. They're still figuring things out at the guard position. They've got old reliable Elijah Hughes waiting there. Gary A is developing. I'm still kind of looking at Marek Dolzhai and saying, are you getting better or is this just the player you're going to be and this is what we have to expect and, and work around that? So still a lot of question marks about this team, but a win in the books, an entertaining uh, Bayheim Bowl, and Bucknell awaits on Saturday. We're going to talk some football coming up with Coach Babers in just a few minutes. Coach Bayheim will join us next hour. But we want to hear from the people. 437-7644. Matt and Cicero is going to kick things off for us today on the block ESPN Radio. What's up, Matt? Hey, Brent. How you doing, Bob? Living the dream, man. What's cooking? I like our team. I think we got some really good players, but I think at the end of the day, we've got Hughes and we got a bunch of role players. And I love Buddy, and I think Dolorje is a great player. Gary is going to be great. Gerard is going to be great, but I think we are just role players, and it's going to be a tough season. I think we are emerging for the Robin to the Batman. I don't know about the tough season. Last night kind of gave us a sense of how they've got to improve at a certain rate and non-conference play, Matt, before the going gets tough and the tough gets going. But I see what you're saying there, and I think that's a, an astute observation in the sense of we know who the lead dog is, who's number two, who's Robin to Elijah's Batman. Because there are there's a lot of potential players that have shown they're capable of doing it, but nobody's doing it game in and game out, at least so far. 
437-7644. Hit us on Twitter, Brent Dax Media, or the text line at 2880644. We'll hear from Coach Babers coming up, but first we're going to find out what happened on the market today. My guy Joe from Lee Baldwin is here to tell us all about that. What's happening, Joe? Not much, X. How's it going? It's living the dream, my friend. How about the market? They living the dream today? They up, down, all around? What happened today? Eh, down just a little bit. Dow was down 55 points, closing at 27,766. Uh, S&P was off five points, closing at 3,103. We had uh, Diamond of the Day was TD Ameritrade. They were up $7, closing at 4838 And the... Dog of the day was Applied Materials, down $3.21, closing at fifty six forty four. You mentioned T-Day Ameritrade, so a stock company on the stock market. It's like that uh, Inception movie. I'm getting, we're like peeling, exactly. away, peeling away layers of what's going on. I guess it's good that they were the diamond today, right? Well, yeah, they're getting bought out by another stock company, though. So Who's buying them? Schwab. Oh, Schwab. <laughs> Schwab's getting bigger. Man, Schwab. My man's still killing it these days. He is. <laughs> God bless him. All right, Joe. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate Take it. Take it easy, X. That's our guy, Joe, from Lee Baldwin. You can find him at LeeBaldwin.com. Or better yet, stop in Kaz Manlius Utica, have a conversation, and make sure you've got more diamonds, like our boy Schwab, on your portfolio than the dogs. Coach Babers coming up next. Stay right there. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. Our uh, friends at Blues Traveler here currently touring, playing this entire album front to back. I'm a big fan of these kind of shows. Black Crows are doing this uh, tour next year. I saw Bruce Springsteen do the River Tour a couple years ago. Another one recently. What was the other one I went to? Oh, you too. Joshua Tree Tour. I'm a big fan of the Play the Entire Album Tours, especially epic albums like this one or Joshua Tree or The River. I'll be there at the Black Crows next summer, too. Plenty of uh, chances to stop by here in central New York, close to central New York. I wish they were coming here. Buffalo, Saratoga, different couple spots. But enough about my concert plans. Seth Goldberg is here. He's got 10 questions. We call it the blind side. What do you say we do it? It's time for the blind side. It's presented by our friends at Burdick Toyota, where you can go places. Do it in a new Toyota, like, say, some of the concerts that I just mentioned, and many more. The Toyota lineup has it all, from the great fuel economy of the Corolla to the sheer power and doing capacity of the Toyota Tundra. Take advantage of great lease deals now at Burdick Toyota. Visit Burdick Toyota. Dot com. Goldberg, what you got? Are you surprised the basketball team wore the Not Again SU t-shirts? Not at all. I, uh, Elijah Hughes is a big supporter of that. I think most of these players support the movement, and we're f- trying to find the right way for them to express that. It's tough for these players to take a public stance on things. There's social media. You can retweet things and ha- put out hashtags, but to make a true statement of support. That's the best way they can do it. Wear a shirt, get the attention. The photos are circulating out there. Uh, if they choose to talk to the media afterwards about it, as some players did, that's great. So, no, I'm actually not surprised. This thing has just consumed campus, and their students there, and they care about it. And I'm glad they uh, chose to use that platform in, in a positive way. What's the best sports movie on Disney Plus? There's some really good ones. Now... I saw that there was a promo they ran during Monday Night Football. Now, the best 
Disney sports movie, Miracle. Because that's just a flat-out great, amazing movie. And I'm serious when I say this. Kurt Russell got absolutely jobbed by not being nominated for Best Actor for that performance. Is Miracle better than Remember the Titans? Can I show you what's happening on my screen right now? So... If you're, watch, if you're watching on Twitch, I've got a computer screen in front of me That's that good. producer Josh can can write on. In real time, he is saying this. It is Remember the Titans, it's, obviously. It's actually Rookie of the Year. Listen, Josh, and you. Rookie of the Year? Get out of here I'm with Rookie kidding. of the Year. I'm kidding. Stop Relax. that. I'll, I'll take Miracle Against Remember the Titans any day. Any day, Josh, bring it. And I like Remember the Titans. Bring it. It's Miracle. With Remember the Titans in a very close second. Rookie of the Year better than the Sandlot. Uh, would we have heard about it earlier than today if Mesa, Mason Rudolph really did use a racial slur? Yes. I think in some way, shape, or form, If even if it's not Miles Garrett, there's a lot of people that were involved in that fight. And you say that word, particularly if you're a white quarterback saying Can't that, do that word. Well, you can't do it, A, but B, someone notices that. Yeah. The fact that now Garrett did it in a hearing, he probably thought that's it stays within those four walls, and somebody chose to leak that, which is very interesting. But I think we would have either heard from someone by now about this, or there's a lot of microphones on that field, a lot of NFL films, and that's a Thursday night game, a lot of mics, a lot of cameras around. We would have heard about it by now. So, Garrett, I hope you're not ringing a bell here that you can't unring in accusing somebody of that. Will Melo be better tonight than he was the other night? They kind of have nowhere to go but up in certain categories, like being minus 20 on the floor and having five turnovers in that last game. Who the are they net, playing? The, uh, Milwaukee. The uh, the net efficiency know. the net efficiency of the Portland Trailblazers was fifty seven points higher with Melo off the floor in his debut. Okay, you know, all those lot. questions people are asking: Can Melo help the tra- the Trailblazers? Yes, lot. by staying off the court. Apparently, uh, no, I don't think he'll play better then because they're playing Milwaukee, and that's not an easy go. Last one is six billion dollars too much for a football stadium. Six billion dollars for so this is the new LA. Yes, structure. costs have ballooned to six billion dollars. How? How does that thing cost six billion dollars? It better be good. It better be good. This, are the seats made of gold? So the answer is yes. Now here's the thing about that project, though. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's private money. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. That's Stan Kroenke w- could take all his Walmart money. Correct. So. In that sense, no, because it's Stan Kroenke's money and he can do what he wants with it. If there was public money involved in that, the answer is always yes. Always. That's The Blind Side. It's presented by Burdick Toyota. We will come back after this. Josh and I will argue about Miracle and Remember the Titans. As a matter of fact, Josh, you come in here for our viewers on Twitch. We're going to do a Twitch-only segment. Seth, you're welcome to stay, too. Twitch.tv slash Talk. We will, we will argue this out during the break. A Twitch-only segment that you can watch. We'll put the mics on. It could get heated in here. You might have to play referee, so. Okay. Back after this.